it's frustrating when words fail to capture the work you do for your clients. Sure, you may have your I help X with Y so they can Z statement, but deep down, you know that statement doesn't actually capture the real results of your work. When that happens, you end up getting lumped in with all the other people who do what you do, even though you know you're radically different. Your clients know you're radically different. And when I first met today's guest, she told me she wrote bios, but her bios were so much more than just a bio. In fact, she was so much more than a bio writer. What she was creating for clients were these heartfelt stories that captured the person's essence and the why behind what they do. Even though she worked with words, she didn't have the right words that positioned her as so much more than a storyteller or bio writer until she found her three-word rebellion, which is uncage your epic credential. And on today's podcast, Carolyn Mays and I talk about why finding her three-word rebellion was so important to her business. We also discuss why so many messages online sound exactly the same and how the right message can actually improve and even expand your business model into other areas. But before we jump into the discussion, let me tell you a little bit about Carolyn Mays. She is a writer and the creator of Switchblade Lemonade, a defiantly unorthodox image crafting and bio writing salon that changed the meaning of the word bio by elevating its purpose from obligatory drivel to epic credential. Designed to open doors and command an audience so professionals can speak over the noise. She insists that the average about me paragraph is a personality killer an identity eraser, and a creative wasteland. And personally, I couldn't agree more. But the stories that made us are robust, complicated, and deserving of our attention as they contain all the necessary material for bold, enlightened personal brand. With aggressive creativity, intelligent observation, and unapologetic audacity, Carolyn helps clients unleash true, focused, irresistibly compelling biographical art that sells their work instead of uninspired, predictable content that notoriously sells them short. So if you are feeling so much more than your current title or your I help statement, then you don't want to miss today's show. So enjoy this conversation with Carolyn, and I'll circle back at the end with a few key takeaways. You're listening to the Rebel Uprising podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping passionate business owners become recognized leaders who make more money and impact the world by turning their messy, complicated ideas into thriving thought leadership businesses. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Mazer, and I'll be your no BS guide in the art of building a business that gets noticed. Each week, I share strategies, tools, and insights on how to turn your complicated ideas into great messages and solid business structures. Are you ready to create an uprising in your industry? Let's do this. 
Hey, Carolyn, welcome to the Rebel Uprising podcast. I am super excited to chat with you today. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me, Michelle. You are welcome because you and I are fellow travelers on this communication path. You have one of my favorite three-word rebellions that I've helped co-create, Uncage Your Epic Credential. So why don't we start off by you telling us, like, what is an epic credential and why should we uncage it? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So there's like several stories involved here, but the quick and dirty is an epic cred credential is essentially, it's the biography of your life condensed into a single page. And obviously, since it's going to be a page, you have to choose wisely what you're going to say. And in the business context that most of us are in, it's going to be crafted for a certain audience. Mm -hmm. And we're so used to presenting ourselves and cover letters and resumes and LinkedIn profiles. And so these are very formal, right? Ways to talk about yourself. Or when we attempt to be creative, we get cute about it. Like there's a little joke and then people talk about their dogs or whatever. Those of us that are seeking platforms and brands, we need something that instead of being a list of accomplishments and brownie points is this bite-sized internet biography. So we get a person that is real and human and has ideas that drive them and they're, you know, also pretty badass at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's a big alternative to like the normal bio about page, right? Yes. I always tell people when I'm working with them, this will probably live on your about page. Although you can, there's lots of things that people do with them. Like they make, they use it as video script right? I, that's part of the reason that's part of what launched my career is having a video made out of my Epic credential, but what you want to, it might live there, but like anything, you and I were just talking about this, like whatever it is that you create, it can't just be this stagnant thing on your website, right? You have to keep talking about it and you have to keep sharing it and you have to keep diving into it and using it. And yeah. And also like when I write these things, um, sure, it might live on your about page, but you can draw a line like design wise after you've already you they've read your epic credential. There's a call to action. And then you can talk about other stuff. People feel like everything has to be crammed in there. And there's lots of creative things you can mention. Yeah. Since you got started with this, like you had a video of your epic credential that went viral. Why don't you take us back to that moment when you were basically creating your own epic credential and how all of this came about? Like what was happening? <laughs> oh God. So there's a couple of things here. One is that, so I built my niche on bios, right? Mm -hmm. And that came about because I was, 
uh, I got some really killer advice, essentially, from our grand madam of the internet, Miss uh, Ash Amberger. Ah, she was a past guest. I love Ash. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Who doesn't love Ash? And so, she, yeah, she gave me a, a piece of invaluable advice. And she had, I had taken one of her classes and I had asked her, I was just going to like create this opt-in for writing bios. And she went to my website and just, blew the wind into my sails, like with just being very complimentary about my writing. And she was just like, dude, I'm normally not this prescriptive, but I think you need to like knuckle down on this. And I was like, okay, cool. So that was the nascent beginnings of just Mm -hmm. like, here's this particular niche. That was just me taking advice. But just as a person, like I've always had an issue uh, with the way that we have to talk about ourselves. Like I said, in that resume cover letter type of way, Mm -hmm. um, I just said, just as a person looking for jobs in the past, found it very offensive and insulting and job descriptions are really stupid. And you're looking at things, you're like, what do they even mean by that? So just I've always, and just as a writer, I've just always been really testy about language, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, that's where the original ideas stem from and just knowing that people have such a hard time writing about themselves and their work. Right. But the issue that I was having is that even after I created this niche and was doing this is that I I was realizing that these weren't just bios and I was having people, my clients tell me like, this is so much more than a bio, right? But, and there was a narrative involved. There was story involved. Like I said, I had that movie made out of, or that video made out of my bio. People were coming to me for bio scripts, right? And so I had this bio word that I was using and it wasn't quite hitting the mark, right? And then there was the storytelling element involved. And I would, I hated using the word storytelling and the word story because it's just rampant out there. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I'm on Instagram and it's like, Oh, people's quilts tell a story. Buildings <laughs> tell stories, logos tell stories. And I'm just like, what do you mean by that? And I think it would behoove every single person in business to like stop and think about words that they're using, like story, brand, message, and like really ask like how that applies to them and their work, right? So anyway, just in my efforts to, or in my struggle to marry these words, right? That's where the Epic Credential was born, so to speak. Yeah. And we'll hook up the link to your video in the show notes of this podcast, because I think once people see it, they're going to be like, oh, because that video you created went viral and was picked up everywhere. Yes, it was. And it was an amazing experience. Yeah. And it it was, we could talk about this. It was like heartbreaking in a way because I was, I was underpriced and I got booked out for, you know, an entire year. And so anyway, that was another reason that I had to slow down and back up and rethink what I was actually doing because it's like, it it turned into that one and done rotating door of clients. Right. And it needs Uh to be a much more in-depth conversation in order to not just 
write one, but in order to like go out and use it afterwards. Yes, because yeah, there seems like there's this two step process to creating an epic credential that that it's number one, it's the maybe there's a three step process as I'm talking this. Out. It's like There's the in depth interviewing that you have to do in order to find that story and what the story is here. And then there's the actual writing of the story. And then there's the implementation of that story. And at any one of those points, like clients could go off the rails pretty easily. Yes. And yes, it's very true. Yeah. But best case scenario, it's like they get it, they get their epic credential. I just got a testimonial the other day. I was working with a writer. And that's Mm -hmm. another thing. Some people may feel they can't hire a writer because they are writers, right? And this person wrote an entire book. And and so anyway, she's essentially working on her platform as a writer. She's a, you know, successful businesswoman. But her testimonial was like, you really got to the ethos of this story. And it I'm going to write about myself in a more impactful way because like so now they're doing the like the revision part of the book Mm -hmm. so anyway having done this work it's like okay (laughs) I need to go back and really really say this a little bit differently and so anyway that's just one of the benefits of doing it is like whatever you're already doing you can actually just pull out what you need to even more and really tell the story, the long form version of the story that you're writing. So it feels like there are like, like when you do this work to find like your story, your epic credential that you can use in business or for your speaking platform or your author platform, it feels like there's like the short version of probably a medium sized version and then the longer version. Yeah. Yes. So when we do the Epic Credential, I part of that package that I built is we also do a media bio. And that is like the even even more of the bite-sized version. Like mm-hmm. those can still be very creative without being like cutesy. Yes. And so there's that. And that looks like lengthwise, it looks like like you're the normal bio that you see right and then this epic credential version like i say is about a page let's say if you put Mm -hmm. it in like a document and then there's like your memoirs right (laughs) which would be like (laughs) like your super duper long form book size version of that right yeah so it's, it's almost like how do you get your book into a page and how do you use that as a tool like a positioning tool, which is essentially what it is. Yeah. So it's that, because if you think about it, like what I'm thinking about, it's like, we all come to the work that we do with all of this experience and expertise, and our own background of how we got to where we are. And yeah, that could fit like a whole book. (laughs) And yet that the power of the epic credential really comes when you start distilling it into that story that can be used as the media bio or for your about page or anytime you speak about what you do and how you do it. Right. And because it is so short form, it has to be very, very, ideally, it would be very potent, right? 
Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if people feel like, oh, I have the entire internet to just ramble, right? But it would really behoove us to get very succinct with our ideas so that they can be heard and put on blast in a very effective way. Yeah. And I think this goes back to what you were saying, that our words matter. What we say and how we say it, if we want to grab people's attention and have it remembered, make an impact in their very busy brains, like those words that we choose have to be so potent. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's weird when we were talking about this earlier, we say that all the time. And I think people think they're being unique. I, I don't know if they do feel that way, but it's like, uh, but, but you have to, it's very easy. I, and I wrote a blog post about this somewhat recently to get brainwashed in the collective response, right? Mm-hmm. What everybody else is saying. And you almost like, I wanted to cut in very quickly because there is actually scientific support for this point that Carolyn is making. Albert Bandura created a theory called social learning theory. And basically, the theory posits that when we are uncertain about how to act, what to say, what to do, we look to our peers, we look to the people we admire, we emulate what they're doing. And I think for many of us, business owners, entrepreneurs, coaches, sometimes when we don't know what to say, we look at what everybody else is saying and we think, hey, that must work. And that's the reason why so much of our messaging sounds the same these days. I'll let Carolyn get back to it. It's like you get hypnotized by the language that's out there and you haven't stopped to really get consider what it is that what it is exactly that you're doing and what it is exactly that you want people to comprehend and know about yourself and Mm -hmm. or your work. Yeah. And it's funny, I recorded a podcast at the end of 2020 that was like the 10 marketing message that messages that need to drown in the sea of sameness. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it is, it's all of the like six figures, this scale your business, live your best life, find your voice. Like it's just things we hear over and over again that don't do a good job at describing the work that we do in the world. Right. They never will. I work with a lot of people from that are coming out of corporate, they're coming out of just a kind of some kind of institution, mm-hmm. right? As an institutionalized way of doing things could be they could be coming out of academia too, right? Yeah. And I feel like in those environments, you need everyone to be on the same page. And maybe there's some office politics involved, right? And maybe Mm -hmm. it's just very important to play it safe, right? And it's like, I think at least my people have a hard time shirking that responsibility to appease. And it's like, it's a mind shift to get it through your head. Like, no, really. You get to say whatever you want, and it's going to behoove you to consider how you say it. And it might go against what other people are saying, but if that's what you believe, then you absolutely need to say it. Like you're not in office politics anymore. And yeah, it's a, it's, I think it's, I think it's residual 
from other from being an employee. Yeah. And I was even thinking as you were saying that, yeah, residual from being an employee, but also like our education system teaches us just to regurgitate what the answer is. So if some celebrity entrepreneur is telling you to say this in order to make sales, you don't question it. You just say it the way they think you should say it because we're not really taught to think about like the impact of our words or how we want to say something. Right. And we've been given the green light, right, by a celebrity marketer. You know what I mean? Like somebody that's that boss that we've replaced with our actual boss. Yeah. Um, We've been given the green light by them. And then we're like, okay, this is what I should say. They said it. So it must be true. And I'm going to just say what they say. And again, I think it's all pretty unconscious. Mm -hmm. I don't think people are like, I'm just going to like repeat this and regurgitate what I just heard. But it is, I don't know, you got to challenge yourself to to like, like ask yourself, am I taking safety precautions here with my language? Yes, yes. So I have a question for you. Like, so you're this, your epic credential, the video goes viral, you book out for a year, you're vastly undercharging for what you're doing. How did you course correct from that? Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) I really had to think about who was going to value this work at a more fair price point, right? For Mm -hmm. myself. (laughs) Yeah. And so it took me some time, a little time to course correct because I had to find those people, right? But in the meantime, I also needed to come up with something for the audience that I already had, Mm -hmm. something that was within their budget, which is why I started doing coaching for people who are confident enough in their own writing skills. And I was finding that people were, they want to write it themselves. Like they want to be able to, to produce their own content. Right. And they wanted their, they want their hands on it. Right. It feels a little more special that way. And perhaps it is. And so anyway, that was a way for not only for me to keep working with the people that I was work, you know, within a price point that they could, that was within their budget. And it also freed me up to, to do that, to coach and to work with people to take the writing off of my plate and give it to them, but also keep my hands on it enough to help them through it. And so anyway, so it's been, I actually love doing it. It's just, kind of, it's an offering that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been great, but I also have, I also still write for people, but I can be more selective as to who that is. And yeah. it's also has to be people who, who can afford it. Yes. And that's really smart to think about like, okay, who is in my audience? And what is their budget? Because we hear all this bullshit all the time on the internet about like, you should have a high ticket premium offer. And it does rule out a lot of your current audience. Yes, it does. And it's a very DIY culture. Well, and it's a DIY thing to do. Obviously, start your business. No one can start Mm -hmm. for you, right? So we're doing something scary, right, to begin with. And you're trying to figure out 
how, how to make it all happen, right? And doing your own copywriting, like let's say you just download a course, right? And mm-hmm. you pay a bunch of money to completely DIY. No one's helping you. You just have information. You don't know if you're doing it right. No. <laughs> you have no guidance. Maybe you're going to see your course creator in a Facebook group whenever they pop in and you're probably not going to be on there at the times that they pop in, right? And so it's very, you're very removed from the creator and you can't, you, you never know if you have done it right. And given that you aren't a, a copywriter or let's say there's a lot of great writers, but they're not good. This isn't their strong suit, right? Yeah. Like copywriting is its own little genre. You probably didn't do it right. Or there's definitely things you could have done better. Yes. And, and then maybe having someone write everything for you is completely out of your reach for right now. And so I feel like this is that sweet spot where you do have access to to someone who knows what they're doing mm-hmm. and you get to but you also have to do you know a lot of the writing yourself. And so it's almost like cuz we don't see a lot of that. I feel like it's like you either pay top dollar or here's my course and it's on demand and good luck with all that. And so I personally, when I'm looking for things out there that I need help with, like I want some one-on-one attention. Yes. Yeah. That's how I feel too. Like, I feel like there's all these like two and $3,000 courses and I'm like, but you don't really get access to anyone. <laughs> right. And so you have, there's no, you're just creating a brand in a vacuum, which is mm-hmm. probably what you've been doing from the beginning and that you got to do something different. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it might be a little bit more than just buying a DIY course, but it's going to be worth it to get that hands-on attention for sure. Yeah. So before we launch into the three-word rebellion lightning round of questions, I did want to ask, like, what ahas did you have while developing the epic credential into an offering that could really help other people in their own journey of turning ideas into things? Right. An epic credential. This is what we were saying earlier about how it would behoove every, seriously, stop what you're doing. Like every single person in business who uses the word brand, who uses the word message, who uses the word storytelling and ask yourself what it is that you're actually doing. Because I've already explained like my struggle with like the word bio, my struggle with the word story. So an epic credential, it's more valuable than a bio, right? Mm -hmm. Like the language itself has elevated the product. I feel like people are, I know they are because I work with them. They are, once you have language down Mm -hmm. and you're very clear on what you're doing, it is so much easier to create offerings around that, right? And then once you create an offering around XYZ, then you start to see something else, right? That, That creeps in some other realization of, oh, they aren't, there's actually like a a prequel to this or a sequel to this, this offering that I have. 
I feel like by, again, knuckling down on what it is that you're doing, this is going to generate more ways that you can package what it is that you actually do for people. And so anyway, it's like it's the wellspring of your ideas. And I just that was my aha in that I've because when because I already had offerings on my website. And when I came up with Epic Credential, it's like all I really had to do was start using it and weave it into the like the offerings that I already had. That's great and all, but it also, it has elevated, again, my services and it is helping me to see needs that are there and I am creating other things as a result of that. For me, what you were saying, that pause, that stepping back, because I feel like we either come up with an offer, we have a vague idea about what we're going to offer, or even if you're just offering like a package of three sessions to coach someone, right? It's that pause of like, how do I really want to talk about this? And what do these words mean? Because I remember when I came up with the three word rebellion idea. And part of the reason why I have like such a long, like a long package for doing people's three word rebellions, it's like, yeah, because you get your three words, and then you have to figure out how you're going to talk about it and integrate it into your brand. Because I just remember being like, great, this three word rebellion thing is super cool. How am I going to talk about it so that people see the value, see how cool it is, and we don't spend enough time in that space. And then we miss out on all the opportunities you were talking about. Yes. I swear, I think, okay, so I was really drawn to you because I was like, ooh, I want a three-word rebellion. And But I think I was also especially drawn to you, Michelle, because it's like, I related, I was like, here is someone who has like, you have a very clear idea of what you mean by message. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you've taken the time because it's one of those words that's going to get used in like weird as a copywriter. I think I was thinking of message as like taglines. And, and I, I talked to someone in PR who thinks of message completely differently. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like and I was needing to do that in the bio realm. And so it was almost like you know, (laughs) that internet sisterhood where you're like, oh, I I get what she's, you know, what she's had to do with this word and then built a whole education around it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, for me, I really think of message as this whole systemic framework that informs how you speak every time you open your mouth in your business. And it's used everywhere in your business. And most people don't think about message like that. So yeah, I totally agree. And it's just, yeah, coming, yeah, defining those words and what you mean by them, because I quickly learned that the way I was approaching messaging work was quite different from everyone else in the industry. Right. Yes. And I think that's, again, part of the allure. And I wanted to say, you mentioned the word opportunities. And I think this is, I'm like flying by the seat of my pants with Mm -hmm. this comment, but I, but you've been talking a lot about bro marketing in your like that. I was thinking about how people are going to gravitate when they need help with their marketing towards those formulas that promise money, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the game, right? Yep. And I, what this work does, what epic credential work does, what m- message work does 
is it's going to create opportunities for you that you can't imagine, like you can't see them, but you can imagine like what would happen if you made six figures this year, right? Mm -hmm. If you made a million dollars, like, like you can imagine what those promises do for you, the promise of money. But I feel like this long game of really thinking about what you do, it's like there's opportunity there that you can't even really fathom. You know what I mean? Exactly. I just feel like that's what I promise people, you know, is opportunities. You know what I mean? If you take the time to do this and you use it, like people want to get behind you. They want to know you. They want to talk to you. That leads to things. And yeah, I feel more comfortable with that and less bro-y with that than saying like, oh, you're going to make a million (laughs) dollars. Yeah, you're gonna make a million dollars from this epic credential. You're gonna make a million dollars from your yeah. message. I'm you're like done a million dollars in the bank. Uh, I had I had a client last year ask me like she was like I noticed in all of your testimonials you don't talk about revenue or income or how much money people have made. I was like, yes, I do that very intentionally. <laughs> yes, yes, I love that. And I went on some rant where I was like boo, ROI. Like someone had asked me about ROI, and when anyone asks me about ROI. I feel like it's this like really savvy business thing to ask, like, ooh, what's the return on investment? But it also makes me feel like you're not ready for this work. You know what I mean? Because you aren't ready to think you're looking for your guarantees. You know what I mean? And it feels like a short-term gain. Yeah, because I have done messaging work where I was working with somebody who was on the verge of a franchise deal for their this idea that they had on how they could help pets. And yeah, they got their messaging in place and the franchise deal came together because they knew how to talk about it. And that was like the missing piece. But I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, and you're going to make multi-million dollars because it was such a specific thing they needed. Yeah, exactly. And so like, after I went on that ROI rant, I got uh, an email from a client I worked with. And she actually, she had a video made out of her script. Mm -hmm. Um, that I wrote. And she sends me this email and she goes, just wanted you to know that she emailed me in October, like the end of October. She was like, I'm booked for 15 talks between now and the end of the year, which is like an extra 50K or whatever. And, and she's in New Zealand, so she could actually go and do keynote speeches. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. That must be nice. Coronavirus, not so much thing. But anyway, it was like, she was like, so there's your ROI, sweetheart kind of thing. And anyway, and that's awesome. And, but yeah, that's been, that's been her experience. And yeah, it's like, but again, I wouldn't promise people 50K in three months. Like, yeah. (laughs) So are you ready for the lightning round of three word rebellion questions? I am. Okay, here we go. Okay, the first one. What's one thing you're rebelling against? I am rebelling against the insufficient use of language that buries the most important thing about your work and the point that you can't even, to the point that you can't even see it. That breaks my heart. I I feel that rebellion very deeply. Very in the lead. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So number two, what change do you want to create in the world? I want more meaning and wisdom leading the change behind what people do. 
oh, yes, please, more of that. Yeah. And then finally, if everyone had more meaning and wisdom behind what they do, what do you think the world would be like? I think on the individual level, people would be way more confident and the subject of imposter syndrome wouldn't be so popular. Mm. I think on a bigger level, on like that world level, like, God, can, can you imagine a world where businesses weren't so full of shit and they were actually like meaning what they said mm. and were leading with what they believe to be true? Yes. So, I am here yeah. for that. Mm -hmm. So tell everyone where they can find you. And if you have any goodies to share, please do that because I'm sure people want to check you out. Yeah. So I have a webinar right now. It's, a, it's, the, it's an opt-in on the five ways you can niche. And that is on my website at switchbladelemonade.com. You can find me on Instagram at switchbladelemonade. And you can find me on LinkedIn as myself, Caroline Mays. And yeah, and I would love to have you on my email list. And like I said, you get a pretty cool opt-in that's all about uh, niching. As I know that's a really scary subject for people and top of mind seems like right now. So yes. And Carolyn has a great email list. I have to say I enjoy your emails greatly. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. So thank you. And I'm so happy you're able to take the time and chat with us today. Ah, I was so I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Michelle. I always love nerding out with a fellow messaging person. It is so much fun. And there are so many gems from this episode, but I wanted to hone in to one idea that you can reflect on. Where is your message selling your work short? What struck me in this episode is how our titles, I help statements, the results that we create, the pithy testimonials on our website, they sound like everyone else. And as Carolyn mentioned, it's almost this hypnotic state. If you were to look at how you're currently talking about your work, where does your message sound like everyone else's? Where are the hidden opportunities to stand out and really communicate the value of the work you do? Reflect on those two questions because I believe that there are gems in there that can help you position and talk about your business in a whole different way. Because as Sally Hogshead says, different is better than better. So how can you communicate your difference? And if you're struggling like Carolyn was struggling to create a message that describes your work in a one-of-a-kind way, then I'd love to talk to you about the three-word rebellion messaging intensive. It's a 90-day one-on-one experience where you show up with all of your messy ideas and we get those out of your head structure that into your one-of-a-kind message that powers your marketing, copy, and sales. So if that sounds like you and something you're interested in, go to drmichellemazur.com slash talk to book a complimentary consultation with me to see if this is the right next step for your business. That's drmichellemazur.com slash talk. 
And until next time, go unleash your own epic credential. Find out what makes you different and lead with that one-of-a-kind, uncopyable message that uniquely describes your work. Thank you for listening all the way to the end of the show. Your support means the world to me. Did you know the Rebel Uprising podcast has a quiz that can help you pinpoint the number one way to build an audience of super fans while staying true to your unique personality? We do, and it's called What's Your Rebel Roadmap to Exponential Impact and Influence? And you can take it at therebelquiz.com. If you're loving the podcast, do us a favor, rate and leave us a quick five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps more people like you find the show. Until next week, remember, your ideas matter. And now get back out there and cause an uprising in your industry. You got this.